What is going on, lovely people? Welcome back to another episode of the Editorial Podcast. I'm Nikki. And I am Chris, and we're coming at you with 43.77 Humber Rivers between us. Don't, nothing, nothing about geography. Nikki doesn't understand. It's okay. So Toronto has two rivers that sort of like run on opposite sides of the city. So the Humber River runs to the west and the Don River runs to the east. Uh, both come and are fed by the by Lake Ontario. That's all you really need to know. Okay. Why yes. this? Why this one? Why this? Uh, river? Because you know what? It runs west. I was like, maybe next week we do east. We'll see. We'll see what happens. If we feel spicy, you know. If we feel spicy, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, because Ontario's in lockdown right now, it's a really great place to go for a walk. There's like a lovely little sort of like boardwalk area that you can go and like take super cute pictures at uh, for the hipstagram. All oh, of that fun okay. stuff. Oh, yeah. There's nice little beaches and stuff. Don't have fires on the beach. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> okay. You need a permit. And then like the fire trucks come and then you look like an idiot. So like, don't do it. Don't okay. do it. Yeah. Yes. I thought and you get charged were... for the fire department to come and then. You look like a moron, and then everybody's laughing at you, and then we'll probably have you trending on Twitter, and then blog to you, we'll write an article about you, and then it's a whole thing. Just don't do it. Okay. I, I thought that bonfires were banned. Is that right? It is. Yeah, there's certain areas, like, up north where it's, like, if you own that part, like, you own, like, a private area that has lake attached to it, like, you can have a fire there. Uh-huh. Uh, but, like, that's the extent of it. Like, you can't really have them. You can't have them, and I think you need, like, a permit to have them on certain spaces. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Well, um, geography aside, Chris, why don't you give me an update as to how the journey on the stationary bike is going? Yes. So I'll I'll start with the Ontario lockdown because that trickles into this, uh, my bike update. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so basically, the Ontario government, for the last time we spoke, uh, they've now shut down a good chunk of the city. So it's like, you can't, you can go out for walks, but like everybody in Toronto is going out for a walk and I don't want my eyeballs licked. Right. Um, especially now that like malls aren't closed or ma- malls are closed rather. So like you, there we're only open for curbside pickup right now. So it's not like okay. you can go for like a casual walk in the mall. So all of those mall walkers are now going for a walk outside. Uh, uh. Yeah. So all of those people have been forced out into the streets, uh, which is fine. And now that I have my stationary bike, I don't need to go outside, which is wonderful. So I'm just living my best hermit life. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I had two days off this week, uh, which is a small miracle. Um, and I, I've the last two days, I've ridden it twice a day, every day. Uh, my Google Fit app told me that within two days, I reached my 150 heart point goal. <laughs> wow. I've pretty much ridden it almost every day, except for two days last week. Um and that was because, you know, I had an IUD period and it sucked. 
Um, but I will say it went from a week and a half long to like a week long. So we're making progress. We're making progress. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess. Yes. That still sounds uh, yeah, but like my an, legs. It still sounds no, like an insanely sounds- uh, um, long amount of time to have your period. I know. It sounds long, but I will say like a lot of it was spotting. Like, I only had three days of, like, the actual event, but it was, like, spotting for, like, a few days before and a few days after, Um, which isn't bad. It's more of, like, a nuisance more than anything. I'm just like, ugh, I wasted a whole pad for this. Uh, Uh, I see, I see. (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, not very bad. It was, like, three days of, like, bleeding, and then it was like, oh, okay, now it's just spotting. Cool, great. But, like, yeah. That's... Not bad. I mean, not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, like, I just, I always go back to this argument where it sucks that we have to do this, like, continuously every month. Like, yes. if, if only, if only men could experience the same thing, which I would equate to probably, like, you know, if they, if they were recovering as a full grown adult was recovering from, like, a circumcision every month. Huh. Hey, yeah, the pain from recovering from a circumcision every month. Fair, but then it's like all the cramping and stuff that comes along with it though. Like well, I'm sure like lower well, abdominal cramping, the back cramping. I mean, like, I'm sure there's no like hurt. like I'm sure pain is not less or I mean, I'm sure pain travels uh from your, you know, external private parts upwards to everything else <laughs> i can only imagine Fair. yeah as a full-grown adult though do you know what i mean like could you imagine waking yeah. up with morning wood and then your stitches just popping off like oh i know oh, yikes that visual for the 42 percent of males that listen to this podcast i am sorry i didn't give you a trigger <laughs> warning <laughs> I know, you must be, like, cringing and, like, your toes curled. But, yes, that's what I would equate oh. to period pain every month. I mean, that's fair. That's that's accurate, I would say. Yeah, but I still got on the bike and I rode it, like, every day except for two days where my cramps were, like, if you don't sit down, like, we're going to break you. And I was, like, fair, fair, I'll sit down today. Also, yeah. bike seats. Like, can somebody explain to me why bike seats only hold, like, 20% of your coochie or like half a ball sack for men like the you know those city Dude. bikes or even just your bike alone again also like if you have a fat ass like that's not gonna it's not literally gonna fly. my struggle I'm like dying I'm dying it's, it's not terrible. hurt and like, I'm it hurts yeah I can't, but I'm I like can't. you know what oh. my legs my legs are jello it's like I I Yesterday I hit it twice. This morning I had a ride. I will probably have a ride tonight. Um, so I'm like, I'm. We're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. You know how like the two butt bones feel like they're bruised because you're on the bike for so long. Like that's yes. all I'm imagining for you. You're not wrong, but I feel like I passed the time really well. Like I've watched all of Aquafina is Nora from Queens, which is a hilarious show mm. um, for Comedy Central. I I watched all of Barry. I understand why it won all the Emmys. It's like, 
It's like uh, Breaking Bad, but super funny and not slow. It's like a half hour an episode and there's like eight episodes a season. There's two seasons up. Um, super easy to run through. Henry Winkler is hilarious. Uh, there's a character named Noho Hank that makes me laugh so hard I almost pee myself. So it's, mm. yeah, this is how I've been passing it. I've now watched all of the things. I'm now catching up on John Oliver uh, on the bike. Like, that's what I watched for a half hour today. I learned more about pandemics. It's great. You know, <laughs> you know the next thing you should, should watch then is, like, all tes- 10 seasons of Stargate SG-1. So you and Yo, I could... Uh, could bond on that level let me tell you chris like i don't introduce stargate to just anyone stargate is literally like reserved for vvips only of the people in my life vvip like you know i'm honored i am absolutely honored i will try to find it and i will i will attempt i once watched all of friends a to prove to a peer that it was a piece of trash show um but i did it also because i knew it was important to them and i also wanted to ruin their lives by letting them know it was a piece of trash show so i've done a lot more for a lot less so if this means a lot to you i will i will search it out but if you tell me that it's a piece of trash i'm like i would actually be heartbroken i won't do it i won't do it i will keep all of my feelings to myself i promise so long as it's not friends (laughs) I'm okay. <laughs> Everyone knows how much I I hate friends. The <laughs> I show hate it so much. Yeah. Oh, okay, first off, there's no fucking way that like Rachel being unemployed um and being what she, was she like a waitress at the coffee shop and Monica being like a secondhand chef is going to afford that New York apartment because that apartment's yeah. huge. I like I was on TikTok and I saw that video of like an actual a New York real estate agent that was breaking down the cost <laughs> as to like per square feet. They're like a, an average door, an average uh, what is that called? A door opening like thing. Oh, I see door frame. Sorry, the average door frame um, is this is this long or this wide. So if you use that to measure the width of Monica's apartment, um, timesing by how many tiles are on the floor to get like the length of the apartment you can clearly see that it's this much square footage and in new york at that time uh average rent prices for per square footage is this and so that apartment of theirs should cost them around eight to twelve thousand dollars a month yep and i was 100%. like okay what the fuck how are they affording yeah. this and then to make matters worse like when uh uh when rachel gets like her office job Mm-hmm. From having experience working in the coffee shop, I was like, "Since when?" Oh yeah. How? How? Don't you need like plus or minus seven years of experience to get okay. one of those jobs? <laughs> yeah, like, like experience what? in the same field in order to get that job, and then she gets promoted, right? And then she's like a big shot lady at Ralph Lauren, right? So it's like, uh, yeah, and I was very like, How? interesting, very interesting. Yeah, I was like, unrealistic. I have a lot of feelings about that show. These are just a few of them. I'm keeping my mouth shut because we have other things we want to talk about. Nikki, right. tell me about your adventure with my fitness pal. How's your scale going? How 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 is your, your life right now with the cut? Oh, yeah. 
Like I was just gonna say, self harm is not a joke. But like I was gonna make a really, oh my really God, bad Jesus. joke where I'm like, you know what? This cut literally makes me want to cut myself. Like it's so, so sad. Like I think, I think I told you to stop. I know you did, and like I kind of semi stopped, but I'm still like mindful. Chris, Chris hates that word. Like I'm still mindful as to like how much calories I'm intaking and like what yes. I'm putting in my body, but. At the same time, it's like I didn't realize how much food meant to me until going on this journey. And yeah, it kind of like it kind of sucks because in my head, I'm like, food should taste good. I mean, okay, the things I'm making it, it doesn't taste bad, but like it also doesn't give me any pleasure eating it. Like I'm eating it for exactly. sustenance, right? I might as well be yes. eating like astronaut food or airplane food. It's like you're just eating. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Just rice cakes every day. (laughs) You know what? Like I'd rather, I'd rather not. I I would want, I want some pasta, 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 however you say it. I want, I want that thing. And I also don't know if I am allergic to gluten. So that's new. Huh? Yeah, I always get really bloated, but then it could also just be that I'm just fat and I'm just trying to tell myself that I'm not fat and that I am bloated. (laughs) Stop. It happens when people eat carbs. Like we're not meant to process as much as as many carbs as we do. Like the human diet wasn't actually meant to evolve to create that much like sort of tension in our stomachs to break down carbohydrates because they're complex so naturally your body bloats like it happens with everyone so i don't want to hear any of that crap uh about you know being fat or any of that nonsense because you're fine literally i'm gonna break that scale i'm gonna break your app um (laughs) i swear to god um thank you for i'm gonna being... find out your handle i'm gonna figure out a way to like hey. to report your handle and be like this is like not healthy for this human individual can you please yeah suspend this account no <laughs> no no i already like kind of stopped going to the gym like speaking of like people licking each other i i'm kind of scared to go to the gym because cases have gone yeah, into dude. the thousands now in bc and it's literally insane i just sent chris like a video yesterday of like there's this mm-hmm. restaurant that's i believe in kitsilano which is like again karen's and lululemon's um are yes. like she's carrying her child and she owns this like restaurant that right like we've been we've been uh uh what's it called like we're not allowing dine-in for we weren't yeah. allowed dine-in for a while now but they were still doing dine-in so what's allowed is like patio mm. um outdoor eating whatever yeah. what i don't understand about that is that the patios that are like enclosed like that makes no sense either um but Ugh. yeah we're allowed for a patio um but this restaurant is still open for dine-in and it was all white folk and like the health um administration administrator actually went in with masks and saying like oh this is one no social distancing like the tables were right next to each other like a like you know back in the good oh, old man. days um and then nobody was wearing a mask uh it, they were all inside and the lady was like you know you're trespassing 
like, you know, you're trespassing on private property. Um, and like, you can't tell me what to do. And they're like, well, here's a fine and here's this and here's this. And then the entire restaurant starts chanting, get out. And I'm like, you're literally joking right now. Like the health yeah. administrators are coming and telling you to shut it down for the sake of everybody's health and safety. And you're here carrying your child and serving people food inside a dinky yeah. restaurant and not complying to orders. So that made me livid, like speak, like just blood boiling level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, but you know, the cases now have gone so high. It's like kind of making me kind of scared to go to the gym, even though they only allow that. 50 people in, um, you know, per time slot. And then they take like a 15 minute, t- uh, like kind of gap to clean everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have to book on the app and stuff like that. But like, it's still a little bit worrying because there are like emails that will come and be like, Oh, you know, this person actually got, tested positive for COVID and then um, came to the gym at this time on this day. But like you would have already went like people would have subsequently already gone to the gym after this guy. And also some people still don't show symptoms. So you don't know if you've got COVID uh, and you're just touching all the weights and stuff. It's like kind of scary, kind of scary. So, so there's that. Um, But yeah, just, just, you know, trying to stay sane through all through all of this yeah yeah measuring my all, all dress chips yeah <laughs> <laughs> measuring my all dress chips <laughs> i can have 20 i can have 20 chips oh my god 50 I mean, grams like, i still don't i don't condone it i still don't condone it but i appreciate that you're like not as gung-ho as you were because i was genuinely worried i'm like people like you and i we can't do that like no. food brings us so much happiness and like it's such an apex of our serotonin, like, delivery system. Yeah. The idea of not having it is crippling and sad and upsetting. And, like, we we don't function that way. We're cut from the same cloth, you and I. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, any any longer of me being, like, sticking to this calorie count and I might just Mm-mm. do dope, so... Yeah. <laughs> and then we won't be doing dopamine. We will be doing dope. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, on that note, like for the last few weeks, Nikki, you and I have been, you know, particularly last week, we were both sad bitches. Um, oh. Week before we were mad bitches. You're, we're still both sad and mad bitches. Yes. Uh, but, you know, we often forget that we are always bad bitches. Oh, yes. Um. Yes, and here at Edit to Real, uh, I'm happy that we have our own in-house resident bad bitch, Nikki. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. Nikki, you know, yes, yes, I, I admire everything about you. Um, Same to you. You're so sweet. Um, but, like, as someone, me, uh, who doesn't necessarily like identify as a bad bitch, uh-huh. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm a mad bitch. I'll be honest with you. Right. I'm like forever just like oh low, low, low rage simmer. Oh, okay. like I'm just on. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on the stove like on a low simmer. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, any yeah, given yeah. Point in time. Yeah. And every once in a while, the burner goes up, and I just boil over. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. 
but like, I wanted to ask you this week, um, what are the pillars of being a bad bitch? What are, what are, what are the pillars that create a mad bitch or a bad bitch rather for all of our listeners who are like, yo, I want to be a bad bitch. Nikki is my idol. How do I be Nikki? Hardly. Can we? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's be real here. Uh, (laughs) how, how do we create a recipe for a bad bitch? Well, thank thank you for the praise and the and the you know wonderful intro. Uh, but I Always. I am not <laughs> high on that pedestal, uh, you know, and and uh, I don't have a high horse. I don't I don't like riding horses. I I don't condone <laughs> I don't condone <laughs> animal cruelty. <laughs> um, I don't condone animal cruelty. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. So. Mm, great question. I don't know if I have the qualifications to answer this, but I think a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to be the kind of optimal version of ourselves because Mm. we give ourselves these imaginary restraints, right? Like we're like, oh, you know, I'm not pretty enough or I'm not cool enough or I'm not you know I don't have enough swag right so yes I think with that comes a lot of emotional growing that you have to do and a lot like of like many adjustments uh, that you have to do for yourself internally in order for it Mm. to show externally and the thing is like I, I am a self-proclaimed bad bitch, but in order for in order for other people to also kind of buy into that I am a bad bitch, like I just have to I have to like say it so often that I believe it and then you believe it. It's kind of like the law of attraction. I don't know if I'm using that analogy right, but like No, yeah. You're manifesting it. Like you're exactly. manifesting exactly. the aura, you know? Exactly. It's like you put it in the universe, it shall come to you. Uh-huh, yeah. So first pillar then, quote unquote, I would say, is to fake it till you make it. Like tell yourself that you're a bad bitch. Tell yourself that you are everything that you ever wanted to be. You are that fashionista that you see on Instagram. You are you know, that cool girl that had like a banging blog on MySpace or whatever, like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) tell yourself that you are the shit, you know, like self affirmations. Like I always tell, I have this one friend who, you know, she can kind of get into her own head a little bit and like, you know, and like we all do, uh, from time to time. But, you know, it's important also to remember that you are allowed to have bad days. You are allowed to have days where you feel like a sad bitch or a mad bitch, right? Or a combination of the two. Uh, And allow yourself to have those, I would say, like self-care days. Uh, Okay. But then every other day, just keep reminding yourself that you are it. Like everything that you've ever wanted to be, that is already you. So I, you know, I tell myself that I am cool. I tell myself that I am hip. 
or whatever. And I look and like I tell my friend as well, I'm like, look in the mirror and 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 tell yourself all these things that you like about yourself. Right. Because like some some of us like me, I'm a, I'm more of a words of affirmation kind of lover. So I'm like, I need you to mm. I need to hear it. Right. As much as I feel it or as much as I believe it inside my head, I need to hear it so that I can then process it back into my own head. If that makes any sense at all. No. Yeah. It's like it's like you're you're providing evidence to the thesis that you already have about yourself. Right. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, it's like I I know this thing about myself, but it's nice to hear you say it. It is. It's nice to see so the thing yeah. is like as much as you try to get validation from others, like the most important person that you should feel validated from is yourself, right? Like mm. you can have other people tell you that, you know, they feel a certain way or they see you a certain way, but then if you don't believe it, then you you never will and it, you're just going to kind of be like oh yeah like you know they're just they're just saying that or whatever but like no you're like if you if you I think the first like thing that I adjusted to was when somebody complimented me I just said thank you mm. like um and that was like very tough for me because I huh I think like I still catch myself sometimes where I'm like I'm trying to like deflect it and I'm trying to like just like throw it back but like if you just that's what I do all the time right I'm like don't look at me don't talk to me don't I don't want to talk about my work I don't want to talk about my writing don't look at me in the eye I'm gonna be over here putting a cupcake in my face so I have nothing to say okay bye yeah (laughs) like you know Captain America's shield like isn't even stronger than this like this like this shield that you would have in terms of like just deflecting compliments. Uh, but I think like slowly but surely I did, I made the conscious decision to be like, okay, you know what? I am going to first accept that compliment, right? And, and not feel bad that it makes me feel good because compliments are meant to make you feel good. Um, and, and just absorb that energy and then, and then proceed to being like, you know what? Like, I see this in you as well. Like you are also very nice. You're very kind to say this, but thank you. Like, thank you for saying those things uh, and then allow yourself to kind of rejoice in that moment and not feel bad that Mm. like, you know, I'm not saying like go overboard and be like, oh yeah, tell me more or like fish for compliments. But if somebody gives you a genuine compliment, it's like, you know what? Thank you. Like I accept this compliment. It makes me feel good. Acknowledge that it makes you feel good and then proceed to being like, you know what, whatever you want to say nice to the other person. So that all is like the, is that all falls under the umbrella of like faking it till you make it for me. Because I'm just like, if I accept this compliment and I show Mm -hmm. the other person that, you know what, thank you for acknowledging this that I already know about myself. I think that that brings you one step closer to kind of like realizing that everything, again, like everything that you want to be, you already are. Oh, that's like a nice little sentiment. My heart's all warm and fuzzy, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) there's that. Uh, I don't know if you, do you agree with me, Chris? Or like, do you have like anything to add to that? Yeah, I... It's funny because this is more of like a learning moment for me because I, anybody who knows me knows that I am like a peak hermit. Um, Mm -hmm. I avoid social situations at any given point in time. Yeah. Uh, Literally the last time you and I hung out, Jonah had to pitch it to me that you were here and that was the only reason I came. Right. (laughs) Um, 
I'm serious. She only flew like, like halfway across just, the world to see you. Literally. She was like, oh, Nikki's in town. I was like, crap, I gotta go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, fine. Um, and like, I just, I, I never, I'm never good in those situations. Like, I'm not good at self-promoting myself. Joe is the first person who will tell you this. Like, she has been the person to talk to people for me and like network for me because I don't know how to talk about myself. I'm just like, yeah, here's my work. Okay, don't look at me in the eye now. Yeah, you have to be your own, like you have to be your own hype man. Like you have to be your own wingman and and just like hype yourself up, you know? Like I like I don't know what it is, but like when somebody tells you about a restaurant that has like a really good dish, you're just like, oh shit! Like it must be really good for you to take the time to tell me this, right? So like I'm like, yeah, yeah right. That's the same thing. Like Chris, like tell me more about yourself. Like promote yourself. Ah, <laughs> yikes! No, <laughs> I'm a work in progress. Okay, Nikki. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes, and like I do see, I do see how far you've come, and like it's it's wonderful. It's nice to see. God bless you. That's so sweet of you. Um, as I like regress into my sweater, and I like. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so for number one, we got fake it till you make it. What is number two? Uh I mean, I, this was really hard for me, and this is like I think deep down in every female um body or if you if you identify as a female um or you identify as a goat uh i think you <laughs> secretly have also men i think men i'm sure men feel this too i'm sure everybody feels this sorry if you identify as a human being and not a goat <laughs> and not a goat or maybe goats feel this too let's not they oh, are goats. they are intelligent <laughs> beings okay not as intelligent as pigs we all know that pigs are very smart um but and they're also delicious no Continue. stop no <laughs> uh, coming from coming from okay Guys, you don't know this, but Chris has a stuffed animal, a stuffed cow. Sorry, <laughs> Chris has a stuffed cow on her bed that I recently I recently got to know, and she had the audacity to name it Angus. <laughs> uh, like, let me let me break it down for you guys. For those who are just as slow as me, which I didn't get this until like literally five minutes after she, her telling me this, and then the conversation continuing. <laughs> That I realized she had named her cow <laughs> Angus in like 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 you know Angus beef. You know, <laughs> you might as well have named it freaking Wagyu. Like, you know, I was gonna name him Wagyu, but I was like Angus is more of like you know. I was like he's a fellow. It's a fellow's name. Oh god, it's also a grade of beef. Like triple A Angus. Like d- d- his middle name is triple yeah. A. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. <sighs> okay. Well, continuing on. Um, I think that everybody feels deep down inside that like y- you just you just can't help it but to absorb everything from your surroundings. And what I mean by that is like it's hard for you. N- it's hard for you not to think 
oh, what is this person thinking about me? Or like, how Mm. does this person perceive me? Or like, what does this person, you know, say about me when I'm not around? I think we all have that kind of mentality where we think that what other people like think about us defines us in a certain way. Mm. And it's kind of like, I think it comes, it might have, it might stem from trying to fit in in like when you were in school Mm. yeah like deep down if you think about it Chris like it like in school you always have what you have the nerds you have like the artistic bunch you know like you have the you have the 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 history buffs you have the the uh you know the jockeys and the sorority girls like like I'm saying that, but like we don't have obviously like here we don't have sororities or frats or whatever. But like the cool girl clique, mm. right? You wanted to belong to a clique, and you then I, like and then you put a title on yourself, like unknowingly, yeah, and you adopted all of these traits mm-hmm. that may not ring necessarily true with who you <gasps> exactly. are. Exactly, that's exactly what I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Just because you wanted to fit in, you adopted all of these traits that the people that were already within this group already had, right? And so you don't really, like one, you don't want to stand out. You don't want to be that one odd person and, and, and be an individual. But in society, like now as a grown up, now that I'm looking back at, you know, the mirror and being like, okay, like, where do I fit in? I don't think you can really put a title on, where you fit in because everybody has different life experiences and everybody has like, you know, been in a different work environment or whatever it is. And like Mm. everybody's at a different stage in their life than you. So it's kind of like really difficult to categorize yourself in a way. And so you kind of lose that like identity as to like, oh, who am I? Like, oh, I used to be, you know, I used to be a nerd at school. I used to be the cool girl at school. Yeah. What am I now? Like, like you, you're trying to find, um, like find other people, and and see what they think about you and what they say about you, and use that to define and 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 kind of create this person of who you are. But it's like you don't you don't look inward. You kind of always look outward to find the definition yeah. uh, of who you are. And I think that that needs to shift and I think that that's another thing that I had to take the time to unlearn and which was Mm. you know just realizing that we're all individuals we're all special in our own way and like whatever it is that makes you you is quintessentially you and there's only one of you except you know, unless you're a twin, which there's two of you, but like, <laughs> then then that doesn't work. But I mean, like, there's two of you, but you still think differently, I'm sure, right? Yeah. So the second pillar would then be, you know, learn how to not give a fuck. And like, I'm sure there's so many self-help books, Chris, like there's just so many oh, yeah. that just tell you like, not to give a fuck about this, not to f- give a fuck about that. But like, honestly you really have to embody that mindset of like giving zero fucks about how another person 
thinks about you or how they kind of like, you know, what they say about you to other people. Because if you're like, it's, it's sad on both parts. One, it's like, if your entire life is defined by how other people see you and, and what they say about you, what does that tell you about you that you don't? Yeah. That's like a very vacant oh, yeah. sort of way of living. I mean, they've done Black Mirror episodes about this. Right? I'm sure. It's like the whole vanity of the situation versus like the actual substance behind it. Yeah. Like, it's it's rough because it's like I I want to portray that I have it all together, but like realistically inside, even if you are looking inwards, as you're saying, like you you sometimes don't. You don't have it. Not sometimes. You most of the time mm-hmm. don't. Um, so it's, like, this constant, and we've talked about this on the show before, but, like, this constant sort of, like, battle between expectations put upon you and what you truly want, right? Yes. So uh, I think this is an important lesson, and and especially for, you know, children of immigrants um, who have those expectations placed upon you, but, you know, you're also forging your own way to to really learn how to how to not care right and 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 take into what uh take into consideration who you are as a human being as like baseline Mm -hmm. baseline experience Mm -hmm. yeah it kind of like you kind of hit you know the point really well where as immigrant children we already have like this identity that we associate with which is like being the child of like first immigrants like and it's or first generation immigrants and it's like oh shit like I have all of these expectations that I need to fill or like I should act a certain way or I have to achieve like you know a certain amount of success but the thing is like how are you measuring success is it are you measuring it again like on your own scale or are you measuring it based upon Mm -hmm. the you know success that your parents have like the idea of success that your parents have placed upon you right ever since you were growing up like you know getting a degree is like successful getting a full-time job is successful like working a nine-to-five is successful but like what does success mean to you because right now what I consider successful is also like people who are original content creators people who like you know Instagram for a living as stupid as that sounds like saying it out loud it is a thing like you can make a career out of being they're taking a youtuber and creating an income exactly like that's something that we were all told were was a dumb thing to want to do like to have an art degree was the dumbest thing on the face of the planet well, to like what our parents you're said. you're speaking to the girl who literally went to four years at emily carr which is literally in university for fine arts okay not like literary like not literature art it's like fine arts okay i i held a paint paintbrush Dude, more than i held a pen i got a scholarship to ryerson to study theater so you and I are on the same page here. <laughs> but yeah, getting into like, you know, Emily Carr and my and my father asking me like, how are you going to make a living off of this? Like, how are you going to, he yeah. literally said, you're not going to make any money being a starving artist selling your paintings on the sidewalk on Robson Street. And I'm like, but I guess so. And so since that day, I like, dropped my paintbrush and was like you know what I guess I should get into business because Nikki is sure as hell not smart enough to be a doctor or a lawyer because like one I mean like you and me both girl 
uh, <laughs> one, the judge would probably kick me out because I like cuss way too much. I'll probably be pointing at the murderer being like, you <laughs> fucking did it, didn't you? Like, don't fuck with me. Oh, yeah. Right? And like, or like. Yeah. I, murderer says what? Yeah. <laughs> And I'd be like, also, like, I've had too little patience to be a doctor. I'd be like, what the fuck are you in for now? You know, like, I literally saw you last week, right? Like, here's some fucking birth control. Like, you'd have no patience and no patience. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Do you know that really good-looking doctor that's in New York? He's, like, a really hot doctor. That guy, I don't even remember what his name is. But I would be the opposite of that. I'd literally be the worst doctor. Wow. <laughs> so you'd be house from house. I didn't watch that, but 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 the cane does make him look cool. So, yes. Yes. I feel like instead of watching Grey's Anatomy, you should I'd watch probably house. take the cane and whack my patients with it. I'd be like, I told you. Yes. Not. To raise your blood sugar levels, and then just whack them. Yeah, I'd be behind that. I'd, 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 I'd be your patient yeah. just for just for the entertainment. Like if value. you need, like you know, like no sugar coating, and like if you walk in and I'm just like, yo, like stop eating fat food, like fat foods, like you gotta stop, like straight up, or like you gotta yeah. stop eating sugar, or like. You know, when people, they're just like, you know, I'm so sorry, like, to tell you that, like, you have, like, a terminal illness or something, you know, blah, blah, I'd be like, like, straight up, bro, you got lupus. I don't know what that is, but, like, (laughs) 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 like, that sounds bad. You need to watch House. So, you need to watch House. There's that. Every diagnosis is lupus. Is it really? (laughs) That's why. (laughs) There's always a joke where it's like, it could be lupus. Oh, really? (laughs) Literally, you need to watch House. Okay. I was just going to, I was like, it's either lupus or like lymph Hodgkin's something disease. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Hodgkin's yeah. lymphoma? Or like, there's that. Oh my God. Yeah. So. <laughs> this is why we're not doctors. Exactly. <laughs> that was the point I'm trying to make. This is why we're not a lawyer and not yes. a doctor. Okay. A physician of any kind. Um, yes. So, and I also, can you imagine, like, who the fuck wakes up one day and goes, like, I just want to, like. I want to look at coochies all day. Like, I'm going to be a coochie doctor. Oh, my God. I mean, the lovely gynecologist that, you know, nerf gunned me, (laughs) as you like to eloquently put it, uh, was like, she was so maternal. Like, she held my hand. She, like, kept sort of, like, checking on me in, like, the two minutes that the whole thing took. Um she was just like a lovely individual. I was like, yeah, I understand the bedside manner you have to you have to have to do this. I was like, good on you, girl. Good on okay, you. Okay, but I'm thinking like male gynecologist. Like, how does that work? Oh yeah, I don't understand that. I don't know how to feel about. I don't that. know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how to feel about that either. Or also like, what if a lady wakes up and says like, I want to look at dick all day. Let me be like a penis surgeon i don't even know what do you call those people (laughs) what do you what is what is the like a proctologist 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 okay 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 or the doctor that yours was better though oh yeah (laughs) or the doctor that wakes up and goes like you know what i am going to be the best like rectal examiner ever 
gastroenterologists, man. They are the backbone of this society. God bless them. Catching colon cancer one person at a time. Yeah. Like, props to you, bruv, but, like, I'm Gucci. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, learn how to not give a fuck about what your parents have ultimately like decided for you already before the day before you're even born no matter what they're going to be proud of you because you've like survived past your 20s uh and like can cook instant noodles on your own that's like yes an those achievement. are big achievements don't exactly don't sell yourself short exactly like you <laughs> it might take you like two broken microwaves later but it's okay we'll get there it's okay. It's all right. It's a it's a curve. It's a learning curve, and that's okay. Exactly. Don't give a fuck about what your peers say or think about you. Like, I don't know how many days I've lost, like, you know, when I think about all the time that I, I just am handicapped um, by – how, what other what I think other people are saying about me or or mm. how they feel about me, and it just ruins my entire day. Like it'll literally yeah. consume me, and I'm just like Chris. I'm like, oh my god, like this and this person said this about me, or like you know, I know that this and this person is talking about me behind my back. Yeah, like it's so sad. And I was saying like it's sad on both sides because one, what does that say about you in terms of like how you let other people actually be the definition of who you are. And the yeah. other side of that is it's sad because for that other person that's talking smack about you, they don't have anything else going on in their life that's worth talking about and that they have to resort to talking about other people. Yeah. It's a lot just in terms of like, because I, I'm that person. I overthink and I will, like, let one little thing, like, ruin my whole day. Like, I'm notoriously oh, yeah. bad for that. Um, and it's, like, not often am I thinking on the other side because I'm just, like, this person said this with this intonation and that must mean that they must think that I'm absolutely indisposable or I'm dumb or I'm this or I'm that. And it's never, it's never, like, you know, written in stone. You know what I mean? It's always something silly that I shouldn't have let affect me, that shouldn't bother me, that maybe I should have taken as a compliment because I'm like, oh, I'm such a threat to you that, you know, exactly. this is a problem. Um, But it's never that, right? It's like it's always anxiety is getting the better of you. So I mm-hmm. think this is like a very interesting way to look at it. So it's like that you you sort of, you know, rearrange the neurons in your head to see it not as a negative, but maybe potentially as a positive. Exactly. Like, again you have to unlearn all these things. And I'm not going to say that it's easy. Like it took me like three and a half years to be comfortable with who I am and identifying as being someone who's super confident. But it's still a work in progress for me day to day, like day in, day out. I'm just like thinking, oh, like, you know, who on Instagram is looking at my stories, like this girl that I like, you know, I know she doesn't like me and like she talks smack about me before at work, but like she's creeping on my stories. Like, like all of these things are so like, trust me, you're not the only person doing it is what I want to say. Like, you're not the only person thinking 
Mm -hmm. oh my god like this person that i know doesn't like me although i did nothing to harm her or whatever like i just want to be friends i fucking you know rainbows lollipops and unicorns here but like all you're doing is like trying to be a bitch to me right so it's like learning not to care about the people that don't matter in your life right so Mm-hmm. I I always try to think you know, like if I if there's a moment that affects me really badly I'm just like okay 5 years from now or even 5 months from now I'm like am I going to look like am I ever am I going to look back and still feel that bad about this like am I still going to look back and mm. and let this affect me 5 months from now if the answer is no then you move the fuck on right like don't give a fuck yeah. because it's not it's not worth your energy and time and effort to processing what it ultimately means because it doesn't mean anything. I think that's the one thing you have to yeah. remember. It doesn't mean anything. It means shit all for, about how other people think about you, how they see you, if they think that you like gained a bit of weight, if they think that, you know, you don't wear your if you don't put on makeup properly, if you like if your eyeliner is yeah. slanted. I don't give a fuck right? Like worry about your damn self. Like you, you, do you have literally nothing going on your, in your life so much so that you literally have to critique me and my looks or what I'm doing day in, day out? Like I feel sorry yeah. for you that you have to look outwards to bash other people in order to feel mm. good about yourself, right? Like Chris, yeah. like I'm sure you've come across people that just straight up just don't like you for no reason. Oh, Yeah. Oh my god, I was an artist in Toronto. No one likes anybody. (laughs) (laughs) We're all a bunch of miserable petty hags. Um, And I got the thickest skin of my life being in that atmosphere. Like, having people, you know, talk behind your back, say things that, you know, are really hurtful and really terrible, but like... You know, I it's funny because I often forget that I had such a thick skin then. Um, and I used to take on the world like it was nothing then. Uh-huh. And, you know, since I've left that environment, I've sort of, like, regressed into this scared little, you know, person. Um, so it's it's odd the way that we sort of regress. And it's like every once in a while I have to always check sort of my surroundings and the people around me. And, you know, just take solace in the fact that, you know, these people have my back, like, no matter what. And, like, that's my tribe. And, like, my tribe... Um, and my, like, my herd of people, like, those people are going, those are the people that matter at the end of the day. So, um. Your herd of goats. Yeah, it's, like, my herd of goats. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it actually exactly. makes sense because goat actually stands for greatest of all time. Boom. Layers. Layers to this metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've got, we've got the second pillar. Um, Nikki, what is the third pillar? Like, this is going to sound so stupid, but like, you know, one of our greats, one of our great poets once said, stay humble, Kendrick Lamar. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kendrick Lamar. Exactly. Uh, Just because you're a bad bitch doesn't mean that you have to be a bitch. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Right? Like, being a bad bitch means that you own your identity and you... Like, you're not embarrassed about who you are and how you exist yeah. and your existence and how it 
how it affects other people. But I hope that it is affecting other people in a positive way. In a positive, exactly. Right. You want to sow so much good in this world. Exactly. Um, because the world is a miserable, trashy place right now. And any sort of good is significantly better than where it was before. Right. And like, you know just like that really terrible and like super deaf uh commercial that Kendall Jenner did <laughs> about the protest and the diet pepsi or whatever the fuck it was like instead of instead of stop trying to stop a protest with diet pepsi hand a pepsi to someone else who's struggling to find their identity and and just you know what just forcefully drag them with you on this bad bitch train because we all need somebody to just tell you that you are a bad bitch and no one else should tell you otherwise and yeah and, and just that's drag why i have them. a nikki <laughs> that's why i have a nikki nikki is my cheerleader like day to day for this stuff i try but thank um, you it, no you are it's great um and, like, now she's, like, the crooks of, like, my day. Anytime I have, like, a crappy day, I'm like, Nikki, this thing happened and everything sucks. <laughs> and then Nikki's like, so who cares? And I'm like, very fair. Everything is fine now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's 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 wonderful. It's wonderful to sort of have that, that backbone where it's, like, someone's dragging you on this but, like, never making you feel little. You know what I mean? Because you do that like, so often. I never often. feel minimized. You do that so yeah. often to yourself already that you just downplay who you are and you never give yourself enough credit. And, you know, you're just like, you're, you encompass so more than, than what you think. And, and I don't think that you truly, like, you don't appreciate yourself as much as your best friend would appreciate you being in their life. Right? Like, I can't imagine what life would be without Chris. And that says <laughs> that says as much as <laughs> that says as much as, uh, about her being a wonderful person as it does about me and and being and surrounding myself and consciously making that decision to surround myself with people who are positive and make a positive impact in my life. You have to do that purge. You have to delete block and cut the the roaches, the leeches in your life. Like I I went from like, you know, 600 friends on Facebook down to like 200 something because you realize that like some things, like some people, they're, they're not meaningful connections. They might just be. Yeah. And, and I've said this before, like you, you have different levels of, of uh, a relationship or friendship even, right? You're not, maybe don't classify everybody as a friend. Like they could just be an acquaintance. They could be a coworker. Yeah. Your friendship by, like your friendship might be because of like work, right? Like, but then once you stop working there, you're not, no longer friends anymore because you're not within the same vicinity. And those are not real friendships. Like, fuck me and Chris are like, you know, on either ends of one continent. And it's like, <laughs> and and we and we yeah. make the effort to keep this friendship alive. But there's people who literally live next door or down the block who like won't give you the time of day. So I don't know if that makes any sense to y'all, but like be humble in a way, in a sense that like, uh, 
just because you're trying to find your self identity and and within this journey of like learning how to brainwash yourself into being a bad bitch don't be a bitch to the people that actually matter to you and then also lend a hand to those who you also see who like you know that struggles and needs help maybe or just even a little nudge in terms of like helping them on their way to being their own bad bitch it's it's a difficult process I think we're continuously learning I don't think that there's a day where I um, you know, wake up and I, I absolutely feel like I'm invincible. Every day is kind of like 90, 95%, but that's like a long ways away from where I came from. And again, like you're, you're allowed to have bad days. You're allowed to give yourself a, uh, like, you know, a self-care day and feel sad, watch the bad rom-coms and, you know, cry over Adam <laughs> Sandler. It's okay to have yes. those days, right? You don't have to be a bad bitch every single day. But then remember and remind yourself after you have that self-care day that the next day you pick yourself back up and you continue on your journey to to fully, like, realizing who you are and at the end of the day I think that all equates to just self-love yeah that's super amazing advice I think it's so important to like you know we always have this sort of idea of what like a strong woman looks like and they're often cold and they're this and they're that but like at the end of the day we all sort of should be supporting each other and making these making our lives better for each other, right? So it, it's so important to put as much good into the world as as you receive. So yeah, it's, I, I think we've done the three pillars. I think we've done it. I, I think we have the <laughs> recipe. I hope so. It's uh, what is that Powerpuff Girl thing? A little bit of nice and and spice. And what is it? Like sugar, spice, oh, and right. everything nice. Yes, sugar, spice, and everything nice. And then, <laughs> and then, and then the magic, you know, poison, which is like the bottle named X, is your bad bitchery. Done. That was a great metaphor. One I vaguely remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that. Could somebody that like wasn't my thing. Powerpuff Girls. Do you remember Johnny Bravo? <gasps> dude, that was my thing. Dude, the fact that he was like five years old, like always, tripped me out. He's five? Yeah, like he's always like, I'm five years old or like something like no. that. He's like five or six. No, that's not possible. This guy literally looks I'm like gonna a triangle. I'm going to Google that. Five-year-olds are not allowed in the gym. <laughs> oh, my God. You can't, uh, you can't be five and Bravo have age. like lats like that, bro. Like this guy is... Oh, Johnny Bravo is eight years no. old. He's the same age as his neighbor Susie. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> there you go. But no, sugar, spice, just... everything nice. <laughs> Let's stick with that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, we are short on time, but we'll keep this. We'll keep this question very short. Um, Nikki, we had a lovely question. It was, like tickles tickles my the cockles of my heart. Ooh. Um, uh, what is the most important thing you get out of your relationship with each other? Each other, as in like me and you. As in me and you. Oh, okay. Wow, this audience right? member is like very woke. <laughs> 
I know. I'm like, oh, um, I don't know. Nikki and I became such fast friends. Like, fast such friends. fast friends. <laughs> like, that should be that should like, be the next Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> fast Friends 7. Or wait, there's already yes. a 7. Like, what Whatever it? it is. Yeah, Fast Friends 9. <laughs> <laughs> we we bonded so quickly and, like, so effortlessly. Um, and I think it was just on, like, this mutual understanding of just, like, support and love and kindness and, like, Nikki's become such an integral part of my day. Um, she's so incredibly smart and insightful. And it's, like, it's like everything that I sort of lack, Nikki has, uh, which is so wonderful. Because, like, I don't understand a lot of social context things. A lot of things I just, you know, don't understand. And Nikki's just like, yo, this is what this means. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Um, it's... <laughs> Like, this lovely symbiotic relationship where I'm, like, the remora on the belly of her great white shark. And it's, like, wonderful, and I am so absolutely grateful that we we started this. And, you know, we're coming up on a year anniversary, which is super awesome. Um, super exciting. Like, there is no one I would have rather done this with than you. So thank you so much for being, like, a crook's in like the highs and lows of my days. Thank you for always being a phone call away to talk me off a ledge. Um, And like, I love you, weirdo. Thank you so much for being part of my extended family. I'm not crying, you're crying. My eyes are just sweating. (laughs) Is it allergies? (laughs) Is someone cutting onions? (laughs) Thank you. And I love you just as much and I can only equate this friendship to being like falling in love at first sight because it was really everything that you ever wanted in like a relationship that's like a healthy one, like a a healthy adult relationship is what me and Chris have. Like this, this friendship stretches beyond, like stretches beyond like more than what me and Mr. Pharmacist has because the thing is like, you know me on a level that, I I only show myself and or like my very very close friends and again like I don't share Stargate with anybody but I'll share Stargate with you. I love you. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna, <laughs> it. I'm gonna touch every single second of it. It's gonna be but, amazing. <laughs> and I'm sh- and you know what I'm I'm like gonna hype it up. It is amazing. Like bad '90s CGI <laughs> and makeup, but like <laughs> I love it already. I and and what she said is exactly it. Like everything that I lack, Chris picks up for me. She's like, you know, the little fish that like clean the turtles in the ocean, the little fish that like just stick around all the time. <laughs> um, she's everything that I aspire to be in a, in a human being. Um, if I was a goat, I'd still want to be her. And <laughs> Stop it. and she's just like, a wonderful being all around like you know when you just feel safe with somebody and like somebody can keep all your secrets like she can just hold on to them and just tell you that everything's gonna be okay she's like that for me so thank you so much for our friendship and um and i'm really crying now (laughs) but uh that's that's what our friendship means to each other thank you so much for asking that question Thank you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not leaking out of my eyes. I swear. It's the sweat um, from the bike. 
Yeah, I just, I've been going at it so hard. I'm sweating from my eyeballs. Like, uh. like 30 minutes after the bike. Oh, sorry, an hour after being on the bike, you're still sweating. <laughs> after the bike, I'm still sweating from my eyeballs. Um, d- d- Jesus, uh, I love you. Thank you so much for, for, for being awesome and doing this with me and pitching this idea. And- I love you too. Just... No, thank you for, for coming along <laughs> on like a drunken night's ride that's now led us to like a year of like podcasting <laughs> and talking about random shit. Uh, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Um, guys, keep sending us your questions. Uh, if you want to know anything about Nikki and I, we are obviously quite open um, and we'll just, you know, turn into a Hallmark card at the drop of a hat. Um, so uh, if you want to hear more of that, please send us insightful, lovely questions like this. Um, you can reach us at editorialpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can reach us at the Twitter and the Hipstagram at editorial. Um, well, well, this was, this was an episode. This was an episode. It certainly was. This is like a trajectory. These last little, this last little while we're like, our, we cry. We cry. <laughs> All the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> and on that note, thank you guys so much. We'll see you in the next Stay Real. Stay real.